Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Acacia Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Fields, and I'm glad that you're here. If you're listening at the release of this episode, then we've made it to the very last week of July 2023, and we're moving into into the fall, which blows my mind that we are almost at the fall, but here we are. So my family and I have just been soaking up the last of the summer and just enjoying it. Last week, um, I actually went to Arizona for work and it was at the highest when I was there. It was 114 degrees and it was a type of heat that I have not experienced. Um, They say it's like dry heat. Everybody out there is like, in Atlanta, you all have humidity. We have this dry heat, so we love it. And I'm like, bro, it's hot out here. Like it was, it was hot. Um, and so I'm glad to be back in Atlanta and it's hot here, but again, maybe it's just that you just become accustomed to what you're accustomed to. Um, I'm not sure, but I'm definitely grateful that we don't live in that climate out there. Um, while I was away for work, my kids did their very first summer camp. Um, and I just want to throw it out there in case anybody's looking for, you know, camps that are great that they want to put on the list for next summer. It's called the Wind Shape Camp, W-I-N-S-H-A-P-E. And it was really good. So, um, Windshape is something that Chick-fil-A Foundation does, and it was just great. Like, my kids absolutely loved it. Um, They do a lot of fun stuff, but they also do, like, discipleship and teach them about Jesus. In fact, my kids, when I asked them, like, what was your favorite part? Two of the three said worship. And when we went to the closing ceremony, I understood why, because it's hype. It's so much fun. And they have a good time and it's just a very well done, well organized camp. So I just want to throw that out there as a resource for you all for next summer. And while we're talking about first, um, we took or I took with one of my best friends and her daughters. I took my daughters to their very first movie. And you all know we went to see The Little Mermaid. So um I really enjoyed it. Growing up, I wasn't a huge fan of The Little Mermaid. Um, It was fine, but I would not have listed it as one of my favorite movies. But I really enjoyed this live action version because I felt like they did a better job developing the storyline. And I'm a sucker for a good story. I feel like they did a great job. Um, The acting was good. And my girls really enjoyed it. So I won't give any spoilers, um, even though I know it's been out for a minute. So anybody who wanted to see The Little Mermaid, you've probably already seen it. Um, But there is a a big fight scene at the end for that part. I just covered, I brought like a blanket and covered my girl's eyes because they're very sensitive to a lot of, um, a lot of, I guess, violence and they're just, they are very sensitive. They get scared. And so I, I looked it up. I knew that scene was there. So I decided to just cover their eyes up on that part. And the rest of it was great. They loved it. Um, we've been playing the songs and watching the little videos. And that was great. So I thought, I don't know about you all, but for me, whatever I'm studying in the word, God just brings 
opportunity. So I see it everywhere. Like if I'm out and I'm driving, I may see a sign or I hear music or I watch a movie or I have a conversation. It seems like every single thing points to whatever it is that I'm studying. And I think that that is just um, how God works in, in his in his beautiful way. Um, in the Bible, he told parables to help people to understand, to kind of drill in the principle that he was trying to teach them. Whereas I think today, um, oftentimes he works through what's available. So he's like, okay, you're going to the movie. I'm going to drop something in here about uh, what you've been looking at so that you can understand this more deeply. And for me, the Little Mermaid did that, um, particularly the character of Ursula. So Ursula is someone who... I think her character very much reminds me of Satan. So, you know, most of these storylines have like this good versus evil element, but I just felt like it was very clear that she was um, a type of Satan type, right? So, you know, in Genesis, like we talked about last time, uh, Satan comes up to Eve and he's like, hey, did God really say this? He's questioning God's authority and saying, okay, well, really, the problem is not that God just doesn't want you to eat this. God just doesn't want you to have something. Like he's trying to keep something away from you. He doesn't want you to know and be wise and have, you know, all these things that you really desire. So basically you need to go ahead and do that so that you can have what's good. In the same way, um, Ursula is doing the same thing to Ariel. So, and in both cases, both of these people had a natural heart's desire and Satan didn't create the desire. Ursula didn't create the desire for Ariel to want to be with this uh, prince, but what he did do is exploit it. And so in the movie, Ursula is like, she just hates Trident. She feels like Trident has taken what's rightfully hers. She's the one who should be praised. She's the one who should be the queen of the sea. She should have all these things. And instead, she's off in the corner, living in darkness, unhappy with herself and her life. While Trident is thriving, he got his daughters. They're coming to the family meeting. And in her mind, she's like, this is just, he's just living this perfect life you know, getting all this worship and praise and being all powerful while I'm over here in the corner. And in the same way, Satan had this jealousy towards God, had and has this jealousy towards God and wants to be in ultimate power and control and knows that he doesn't stand a chance. So in the movie, Ursula sees Ariel and she's kind of like looking for a, a miss a weak link in order to get at Trident. Like she really, her beef is really with Trident, but Ariel, because of her desires is just kind of a, a weak person that she can get into her mind and wreak havoc. Right. In the same way, Satan's beef is really with God and God's image, which we as human humanity or mankind, we we are marked with God's image. So he has a beef with us simply because he has a beef with God, right? So 
she sees Arion, she's like, this is my chance to get at Trident because I see that she has this desire and I can exploit that desire. So she goes to Ariel, she promises like, look, I know what you want. And yes, that's good. Like you can have that. You, you should be able to have that. And it's easy. All you have to do is promise me your soul. Like I'm going to make it happen for you. I'm going to give, I'm going to give you legs. You can go out there and be a human and you got three days to get this kiss. And if it doesn't work, but it's going to work. But if it doesn't work, then you have a promise that you belong to me now. Who does that sound like, y'all? Who does that sound like? So I think what I at least Ursula told them or told Ariel what the what the plan was. So in our case, oftentimes Satan does not give us that same courtesy, even though you know, Ursula had the tricks up her sleeve. Satan does not give us that same courtesy. So Satan comes along and he exploits our desires and our, you know, we have brokenness. We have sin. Like we're, the Bible says we are born in sin and shaped in iniquity. So very often we have these different desires and thoughts and actions that are very different than obedience to God. Like we are, we have temptation to not walk by faith and not trust in God, but instead to trust in ourselves and whatever we want. And Satan just comes along and whispers in our ear and exploits us. Like our thought life can take a turn. And before you know it, whatever was birthed in our thoughts, um, it came from our hearts and then it becomes actions that we do with our hands. Right. So I think it's so important for us to take every thought captive to the word of God. And I think that's, you know, we talked about this last episode, but when those thoughts are offered to us, it's a great time for us to offer another thought that is rooted in truth, that is rooted in faith in God. That's what it looks like to not be our own authority, but instead to lean into the fact that we have an authority and not just any authority. Like that is something that is polarizing to us unless we remember often and reflect on the fact that our authority is a good authority. So whatever it is that we want to get ourselves into, whatever actions we want to do, or even actions that we don't want to do. So Oftentimes, we only think about um, sin and not walking by faith as things that we do that God doesn't want us to do. But oftentimes, it's also the things that we don't do that God does want us to do. Like, oftentimes, God wants us to lean into difficulty, lean into um, having difficult conversations with people that we love or being inconvenienced when there's, you know, someone who needs help, we may naturally think like, I don't want to do this. I don't have time for this. Um, they don't deserve my help or whatever it is. Like a million thoughts can pop into our minds. Um, or I, I'll speak for myself. A million thoughts pop into my mind. Like, no, you don't have time to do this. Um, this person can figure it out for themselves and maybe they can, but I think this is why it's important to, you know, like Proverbs 
chapter three, I think it is three, five and six. Let me confirm that. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah. Proverbs three verses five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And that's a scripture that, you know, we know it's pretty popular and it's a cool thing to say. But I think what God is teaching me is to really do that, like do that all the time. Like anytime something comes up, anytime you have a thought, um, anytime there's an opportunity presented, even when, you know, you wake up in the morning, like God, I'm just reminding you that today is your day. You are. So my kids do, or we do, we, me and my kids do something. We are a part of a ministry. Let me get my words together. We are a part of a ministry called Bible Study Fellowship. And basically Bible Study Fellowship is an opportunity for women to go and walk through um, scripture. You might go through multiple books of the Bible during the school year. And while you're in your class, the kids are in their own class. And they also have that option for men. So it's single gender. So women go and they learn and get together and have small group and listen to a lecture and men go and do the same. And then they have the kids program. Anyway, that was a long way of, for me to say in the kids program, they've been singing this song for years that I like to sing. We still sing it um, even when Bible study fellowship is on break. And it's really helped me to remember to invite God into every day. So the song is, good morning, God, this is your day. I am your child. Show me your way. Okay, don't judge my voice. But that's the song. And it's just a good reminder. Like every day belongs to God. Every day, God has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. And in order to get that plan and purpose, we have to seek him and we have to ask him, you know what, show me your way because I have kind of a a plan and how I want to do life today, what I have in store for the day. I have this meeting. I'm going to do this with my kids. Me and my husband are going to do this when the kids go down. Like I might have all these plans, but God has a, a perfect plan, a perfect will for each day. And he's willing to allow us to discover that, but it takes us inviting him into that. So sometimes in God's grace, like he just kind of directs us, but I think we could have even a greater um, experience of life and experience of God if we take time to really invite him into the day. Like, okay, I'm inviting you. Um, I don't know what's coming up today. Because, I mean, truth be told, I cannot make it through this day. Someone really close to me may not make it through this day. Um, There could be some great tragedy in this day. Um, There could be some great joy in this day that is completely unexpected. Whatever it is, I know that I want you involved in it. Like, I don't want to be left on my own to make any decisions. I don't want to be left on my own to figure anything out because... I'm imperfect and my view of life is very, very limited. Like God sees the span of eternity, like from beginning to end, from the inception of this world 
until his final return and his kingdom is here on earth. He sees all of that. And so I think it just makes sense to invite him into every single moment of the day. So if our girl Ariel had maybe taken time to invite God into her day. And like, for me, it's really more about awareness, like reminding yourself every day because our hearts are so prone to forget that we need God's help um, because he gives us his free will. And oftentimes we take that free will and and just choose to, to wonder and to do life our own way. Like our guy Cain, which I'm sure we'll get to that at some point, um, Adam and Eve's sons, Cain and Abel. Cain lived in a place that meant wonder, 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 because he really wanted to live life on his own accord. Like he wanted to do life his way. And he spent his whole life wondering because he wasn't living in God's purpose for him. Um, He didn't invite God in. He basically kicked God out. And so Ariel, has she been aware? Maybe when Ursula approached her, she would have been like, hold up, sis, let me let me go talk to God about this. In her case, let me go talk to my father about this and see what it is that, like, let me just bring this proposition that you've made me. Let me bring it to him and let him reveal truth. Like, is this a trustworthy plan? Is this the direction I should go? Or is this, should I run in the opposite direction? And I feel like God would have told her, you know what? Okay, I'm getting my illustrations wrong. I think that her father, Triton, would have told her, you need to haul butt in the other direction. Like, he would have um, been like, first of all, she's tricking you. Run in the opposite direction. And also, let me handle her. But Ariel didn't do that. And so um, she found herself in this predicament where she is hurting the people that she loved and um, her father being the chief among the people that is hurt by her actions. Um, And in the end, you see Trident gives his life from her. Um, There's a lot of stuff in there, but for the the point of this, uh, I think the main thing I wanted to focus on was just Ariel I'm sorry, Ursula and her character and how similar it is to um, the way that Satan is um, to us, how he manipulates us and and seeks to destroy us and God before. But even, you know, the movie and seeing this picture of how we tend to be easily manipulated, it, it humbles me and it reminds me to keep a guard over my heart. And it reminds me that God really wants to be involved and that he's safe. Like Satan is an unsafe person. God is a very safe person. Even when he's telling me to go in a direction that's different than the the one I want to go, I can trust that whatever he's doing is for my good. It's for my ultimate good. It's so my soul can prosper. It's so that I can be one step closer to the, to the eternal bliss that he initially wanted us to have when he put Adam and Eve in the garden in perfection, in paradise. Like that's what he wants for us. And so my question to you and even to myself is 
where is one place where we need to ask for God's forgiveness? Because we've just kind of been doing life on our own. What What is the place where you realize you do this on autopilot or you are so ambitious in this area, but it's not ambition in the direction of God and his kingdom, um, according to his word. Because sometimes we think our ambition is, is kingdom oriented and it's really just us pursuing something that's deep in our hearts. That's really a desire that we have that's different than God. So where's the area where you can see that, be made aware of that and ask God for forgiveness. So if you all remember in Genesis 3, God asked them after they sinned, he said, Adam, where are you? He did not ask them, what have you done? But I think when he exposes this stuff, it's an opportunity for us to see, like, look at where you are. Like, literally, look at where you are. Look at what has resulted from the choices that you made. Are you feeling peace? Are you feeling joy? Are you experiencing patience and gentleness with those around you? Like, are you, is that where you are or are you restless? Are you wondering? Are you striving in your own strength? If that's where you are, then that may be like, I'm raving, I'm waving the red flags. Like, that's the opportunity for us to see like, okay, maybe this is a place where God is, he has a different direction for me to go. So my, my hope is that we can be made aware of where that place is, that we can be drawn to, you know, ask for forgiveness or repentance. Repentance is just, you know, turning the other way by faith. Like, I recognize I'm doing this in my on my own strength. And I believe that this, whatever God is saying in this area is the better way. And asking him by the power of his Holy Spirit to help us to turn. Like, and I think... You know, when we have sin, when we're wrestling with sin, oftentimes we put so much, so much on it, so much self-effort and like shame and guilt and all these things. And, and I say we intentionally, I'm not just saying that, like myself included, um, but in the, in the garden, God asks, where are you? And he was giving Adam and Eve an opportunity to confess. And that same opportunity that he gave to them, he's given to us. So yes, identify a place, ask God to help you to identify the place, ask him to forgive you for leading life in your own strength and in the direction you think is best and turn to him. Turn to him and say, you know what? I want to go in the direction that you want me to go. I want to follow you and do what you want me to do. So that's my hope for us today. And I'm just praying for each of you um, that you would do that, that you would turn to him and that when you turn to him, you will find a loving father who just like Adam and Eve will sew you up some fig leaves No, they sold the fig leaves. That was inadequate. Think about how they look trying to cover themselves up with fig leaves. God made a sacrifice and made them some clothes, some real clothes to cover stuff up. He did that for them. In the same way, God wants to give us that that covering um, 
through the sacrifice that he already made, the, the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for our sins. So um, be encouraged, praying for you all, and I will see you on the next episode.